Hard as hard as we're back, baby. The Luka Doncic episode, episode 77. Spinny, I know we usually bullshit around here for a while. I think we need to just get into it, man. It's been two weeks. What do you think? Spinny, I think we have to start with something I did not tell you about, but I think you know what that means. Man, it's been about a month since we caught up with you about how the season's going, man. Why don't you tell us Ooh. what's been going on the last month of the volleyball season, how things been going? Things have been good. I can't remember what, man, what was the last, what was the last thing we talked about? It's been um, that long, that's what I'm saying. I know. Well, I don't know if we it, mentioned you had ranked wins in there. We had two ranked wins. Jeez, uh, uh, words are hard. Cornell, who was ranked 14th when we played them, and Gustavus ranked 16th when we played them. A couple of good ranked wins. Um, had some losses. Had a weekend, three straight L's on a weekend. Uh, that was tough. Knocked us down a little bit. Uh, but then we three owed a team St. Ben's that three owed us earlier. So that was um that was a, a nice win. Game. Little revenge game. Up to thirty third in the Massey rankings currently. So we're kind of sitting okay. at, at that range where uh we tell, only have... tell tell our listeners what that means. What what are those rankings? Yeah, these rankings are uh, just the D3 volleyball rankings throughout the country. Obviously, there's a top 25 list, but then this rankings does, like, every single team in the whole country. So it's just kind of, like, a good placement Makes of where um, people think you are. Um, and, obviously, there's 64 teams that make the NCAA tournament. Um, there's a lot of automatic bids, obviously. But the higher you can be in this rankings list, if you do not get an automatic bid, the better the chances of you getting one of those at-large bids to the tournament, which is obviously the goal. Uh, four four matches left for us, so okay. uh, three three, con- three conference matches. That'll be big, especially against Eau Claire. Um, that'll seed us for the conference tournament. And then depending on where we place in the conference tournament, um, we'll have some work to do. You pretty much have to get in the top four of the WIAC to be considered. So we'll need to win at semifinals least. at least. Yeah, so we'll need to at least win one conference tournament game um, to seal that up. So that's the goal, I guess. Uh, at least do that, and then uh, see what happens from there. I, um, yeah. So I guess that's that's what's on our mind. We got number two ranked Oshkosh this week, twenty six and zero. Uh, we play them on number Friday two? at our number two it, in the country. Oshkosh is 26-0, and 0 and they're not number one in the country. Yes. Uh, Juniata was uh, the national champion from last year, and they are 19-0. They are technically that still um, number one. Even though in these Massey ratings, Oshkosh is number one. 
Uh, I think Oshkosh is the best team, obviously. A little whack bias there. But, uh, yeah, so we have them at home for uh, Parents Night on Friday. So just uh, just working hard this week, trying to do our best uh, to give them, a, give them a run for their money, see what we can do. Yes, sir. We love it. Uh, backtrack a little bit, though. Is every team make the your tournament, your conference tournament? Or how, uh, how does your... No, six six teams make the tournament, I believe. Six. Okay. It's either five or six, and it's either, if it's six, it's NFL style. Obviously, top, top two teams get a bye. If it's five, it's like old baseball style where the four or five play each other. Winner of that plays the one, and then the one. two three play yeah. each other. I can't remember. I should know that, obviously, but I can't remember right now which one of those it is. I think it's six, though, NFL style. That makes sense. All right. Best of luck, man. Next time we check in. I better hear that you went forward on those games. Even Oshkosh, I want to see that first L on their board there. They got that would be a wild one for us. Um, All right. Yeah, it'll be fun. I can't wait to catch up, hopefully, uh, with some exciting news later on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Headlines first to start the Luka Doncic episode. We're going to start with the JT contract. Johnson Taylor, he finally got paid. This happened a while ago, obviously, but we have not discussed this on the pod. Three years, $42 million with – 26 and a half guaranteed. Uh, Spinny, what are your initial thoughts about this deal? I just don't get why, if this was the deal, it didn't get done before the year, I guess, necessarily. Exactly. Like three years, eight and a half mil for a guy. Is Taylor 25? 24, I maybe even. 24 or 25. You know, three year deal that still puts him at the 27, 28 range when running backs are still amazing. So, like, you're paying him for his prime, essentially, right now. I, with, right. with how young Taylor started, it really was a good deal um, for the Colts. I'm just surprised that Taylor would, like, hold out and do all this stuff just to take a deal that I still think favors the Colts. So you you do think this is the offer the Colts were given the whole time? I mean, maybe not. Maybe they weren't. Maybe they were offering him less, and, and maybe that's why. But I – I just have a hard time believing that this is the Colts' like top offer, but maybe it is. It's Jim Irsay. You right. never know. He's kind of wild. Right. So, I also find it weird that they like. There's even more extensive drama than that. It's not that they just couldn't agree to an extension. He asked out. He said yeah. the, the relationship was beyond repair. Uh, he he requested a trade. They said that they would maybe actually. Um, accept that trade request. So I don't know. It's it's weird. And then you factor in the the fact that uh Zach Moss in his in his replacement the first four games was absolutely balling out. So it's like I don't know. It's like almost like you should have just maybe traded him. But obviously this is an elite running back. And like you said, you, they're gonna get him for the prime of his career here and and to pair him alongside their rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson. I, I'm assuming that was the reason why. Yeah now they just need a receiver who can do anything run run faster than a four nine on the team yeah no i shouldn't say that michael Pittman's a good receiver but he's a good two or a three i just think him as the one is kind of a stretch at this point with what he's shown us no shot he's a one that's for damn sure WNBA finals spinny the liberty man they stayed alive last night they won game three 87 to 73 game four is on wednesday have you been able to tune in to these games? I honestly have not. They're at the worst times, man. They're at all these key NFL games, 
or they're at the same time as an MLB playoff game. It's just there's too much overlap for me to be able to tune in so far. Well, here's the thing. I don't understand TV ratings-wise why are we putting this game at 2 p.m. on a Sunday that afternoon. That too. Absolutely wild. Um, I checked out the second half of this game after the Vikes game was over, but uh, it, I had it on my uh, laptop after I got home uh, with the NFL on the TVs. But I just was surprised. It's like it just seems like the worst marketing idea of all time. It's putting it at the same time as all the NFL games. Uh, the Liberty just shot efficiently on this game. You know, basically 20, 15 to 20% better field goal percentage and three point percentage. So just hitting their shots. Which they were not doing in the first two games. Correct. Obviously. Especially in that blowout. Game four, man. You think they're going to be able to come Asia back? Wilson, well? Asia Wilson also four for 16 in game three. Not yeah, a very impressive say. performance yeah. from her, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I think, I hope they tie it up at, tie it up here too, too. I just, I want to see the best series I can. This is obviously the two best teams right. in WNBA. So I'll see them go at it. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I go out of my way to watch these last two games. That's for sure. MLB playoffs. They've been going on our twins. They fell, they fell to the Astros. I mean, I feel like that was kind of expected, right? Um, let's start with the ALCS and NLCS though, since those are obviously going on right now. We had the ALCS start yesterday. It's continuing now. Uh, Spinny, while I'm while I'm talking, you should give us a live score update. But we have the Rangers. Five three Rangers bottom seven. Currently. Really? Okay, yeah. so Rangers are looking to go up two zero on the road. That's incredible, Two and and then you then then they have three games. Isn't it two three two in the MLB? Not a hundred, but I I'm think pretty sure right. that's how it is too. So. The fact that, which is so dumb, by the way, like the fact that you only need to steal one road game and then you'll have three of the first two and then you have three straight home games. Like, I find that so dumb. It needs to be the 2-2-1-1-1, like the the, uh, NBA, that's for sure. And the the NLCS is starting tonight. That's Diamondbacks versus Phillies. The Diamondbacks swept the Dodgers, man. What would you think about that one? Wild. I I mean, should we be surprised? Should we be surprised about the Dodgers, though? It's what they do. No. Only one NLCS in the last four years. They love winning 100 games and not making the CS. Classic. I The Braves, obviously, we both had winning the World Series, so um, I can't yep. say anything but surprise there. But the Phillies balled. I just – I got to give them credit. Um, Bryce Harper looks like a dog, man. Like – as much as this guy's got hate and been so up and down from and whatever, and from me, I he he's he's a dog, he's an absolute dog. So credit yeah. where credit is due, and the Braves underperformed really, um, especially the Big Four. So and that the was pitching, just, pitching was yeah. not good. Freed struggled. Strider wasn't wasn't uh, his best. Wasn't on his A game. Yeah, that was really surprising to me. Uh, other series, I mean, Orioles, they got swept. It was a little surprising to see them get swept by the Rangers, but neither of us expected them to do anything. They're just too young and too inexperienced. Twins, let's talk about our Twins a little bit. Season's a W, though, right? I mean, we won three playoff games. Yeah, it was it was a good performance by the squad. We lost to a team I feel like, and obviously most people feel like, mm-hmm. are very clearly better than us. So it's like yeah, we didn't choke. We lost to a team we definitely should have lost to. 
I, I accept it. I take it. Agreed. Um, I would have liked to see us win one more game. One of those home games, obviously, that would have been fun. Right. Uh, yeah. But other than that, understandable. I'm going to miss Sonny Gray. I think I don't think there's a good chance he's coming back. So I think he's out too, um, yeah. Which is sad. I, I, would, I would definitely have him back. I think he performed well this year. What do you what do you think uh, we do in the offseason? Or what what do you want us to do? I guess is the better question. Get us another pitcher again. If we're losing Sonny Gray, I want another one. Let's load up. We see Agreed. what it can do. We got to go playoffs, for a batter too as well. Let's just stick with it. Yeah, you're probably right. Unless I mean, seems to me they're pretty pretty confident in Bucks and playing center field again. So maybe we'll get uh, we'll get some upside out of that. Who knows? Just read my headline, man. Just read my headline. Well, that's why. what your headline was about? Why? No, it's not, but why? It works for that, too. Gosh, it's so annoying to me. I must say, before we, we jump ship, talk the NFL here, I must say, I picked the Dimebacks and the Rangers as my sleeper teams this year. They're still in it. They're still they in are it. still in it. What do you think, man? Rangers, Astros, I know it started. But I'm not gonna lie, I was I was doubling down on that one and taking the Astros. I'll, I'll say it now. So yeah, it's not looking good for me. I would have said Astros going in to this game, right. but uh, obviously not looking not looking too hot. I'm gonna take the Phillies too. Yeah, it's tough. I'm definitely cheering for the Diamondbacks. 100 percent. All Philadelphia teams, and except Villanova. Yeah, you're right. Little run. Oh my god, especially Villanova. Especially no. Villanova, yeah, yeah no. absolutely. They're the G's. No, but I gotta, I gotta take the Phillies, man. They're they're too good in the playoffs. They got the experience. They made the run last year of the World Series, uh, so they know what they're doing. Yeah, true, true. All right, let's let's talk Week Six now, Spinny. Uh, this week, y'all, we're gonna focus on the best and worst of Week Six. It was a, kind of a weird week, I thought. Um, so, Spinny. Let's start with the wins, huh? You're going to take the best. I'm going to focus on the worst. Tell me what you thought was the best win from the weekend. There was, there was a couple of them that stood out. A couple of good ones. Uh, honorable mention to the Browns, giving them a little bit of a knock, though, because San Francisco's half of their skill players were out um, throughout this game. But their defense is unbelievable, and I think that's got to be noted. But the winner of the best win – Right? Best win. That's what I'm doing. Best win of the week is the New York Jets. Um, I think that beating the Eagles in a fashion like that is very good. And, and Jalen Hurts had a bad game. He did not uh, look He's awesome. Way, way too many turnovers, obviously. Uh, Zach Wilson, again, not the guy. Still looked mid. Uh, the defense really carried this team, though. And I think the Jets' defense is unbelievable. Also biggest win because Aaron Rodgers is throwing passes. Did we see this this morning? Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is. is throwing passes a month post Achilles. That's a wild one. So, so that, who knows? If they the Jets sneak out passes. a play. They say throwing passes. They mean like I'm I'm taking some steps back and actually throwing it. I'm not he was standing on the field it. throwing passes. I don't know. He wasn't like okay. doing anything crazy. Right, right, right. Um, but – who knows? Did the Jets sneak out a little playoff situation? Maybe Rodgers? Three and three. Sneaky comeback? Yeah, three and three. Um, they've done just enough. 
these next few weeks will really show um, for the Jets. They they have the Giants next week, so that should be a nice win. But then we go Chargers, Raiders, Bills, Dolphins, Falcons, Texans, Dolphins. That's that's a hard seven game stretch there. So I think they look going four and three into that. But if they can go four and three again in that seven game stretch, we're coming out eight and six. Um, and then we got Commanders, Browns, Patriots to end the year at eight and six. You go two and one of those. That's ten and seven. That puts you right in the right in the uh, making the playoffs conversation for the Jets. So we'll see. That'd I'm, be wild. I'm obviously still skeptical that Zach Wilson is not going to screw up three of those games by being Zach Wilson. Yeah. No, you're Biggest right. Win of the week right. though was the New York Jets. And before I talk about the worst win, I might as well mention my worst loss because that is exactly what I wrote down, flip side of things. The Eagles losing to a Zach Wilson-led team. And not to mention, you didn't even mention the fact that, yeah, their Jets defense is elite. Their top two corners weren't playing in the game. The entire game, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed did not play. They did not play in this game. And you can't get down the field. You can't throw down the field on the Jets without their best two corners. Like, you're the Eagles. You have Devontae Smith. You have Dallas Goddard. You have A.J. Brown. You have DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. You have Jalen Hurts, who almost won MVP last year. Like, they, this is a – I know it's in New York, but there was no reason for the Eagles to lose that game. Zero reason whatsoever. So, they, they were my worst loss, too, honestly. But the worst win, Spinny, this is where the headline comes in. Why? You know what that means? Do you know what why means? Why? Why are we winning the game? We, the Vikings. Oh, man, in a battle of the one and four teams, we could have been one and five and maybe potentially winning the race for Caleb Williams. But then we win. Must say, though, it did not help that Justin Fields got hurt in that game because obviously uh, D2 quarterback, Bajant, whatever the hell his name is, uh, he was not going to beat us, obviously. He did score and uh, lead them down the field again. So he actually did almost pull it off. But. I was never worried as a fan. Like See, I knew we were going to win. I, I was slightly with how Fields was playing. I was a little slightly more worried when the backup came in, actually, because I feel like it's the most okay. classic thing ever for the Vikes to lose to the backup quarterback, which we've done That's a good point. multiple times in the division in the last point, yeah. two years, <laughs> where we'll get just smoked by a backup quarterback. So um, that was a little scary for me, but we pulled it off and. Here's the thing I will say. The Niners looked more human last week. And there's a big possibility we get no Debo and no Christian McCaffrey again. And if that's the case, and we can pull off a sneaky situation at home against the Niners, we're three and four heading into Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears. Oof. There's some hope so, there, is what you're saying. So one game under 500, and man, I really think it's pretty easy for us to go 3-2 and two in those games, potentially 4-1. and one. But even if we go 3-2 and two in those games, that puts us at 6-6 six and six heading into the final stretch of the season there. So um, the final five games of the season at 6-6. Six and six, which for us is Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. So, again, 
a lot of division games left. We're one and zero. Still haven't lost a division game. So I think there, surprisingly, I think there might be a little bit of hope for us actually. If if we win the Niners game, yeah, there is. That would be crazy to say. Oh my gosh, going from uh, yes. Tank, go ahead. Going from uh, tank for Caleb and to Super Bowl bound in a span of three weeks because you know the Vikings fans if they beat the Niners. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're gonna be saying. Right, we're gonna get overreaction nation yeah. if that happens exactly. for sure. Exactly. Best loss of the week was the opposite of that game again. The Chicago Bears. Man, no, no. I I think I'm wrong no, on Justin Fields, man. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what did you say? It, you want to? I know. That? No, what I think you heard it, you heard it enough the first time. Uh, Let's go. And they might have messed up his trade value too. You know, they definitely were getting a first-round pick for him before the season. They definitely could have done that, been in the real tank business, especially with uh, Carolina's pick, who is also trash. We're looking at a Caleb Williams-Marvin Harrison combination in Chicago at that point, and then oh, then I'm hating my life as a Vikings fan, number one. but So I think that was a good loss for Chicago, keeping them in the race for a top pick with their own pick. Not to mention the Panthers losing again. So they right now have the number one pick. They're the worst team, yeah. The Panthers are so bad, which is crazy. They had a 14-0 lead in that game versus the Dolphins, which was – That was immediately gone in like four and a half minutes. Outscored 42-7 to the rest of the game from that point on. (laughs) Yeah. Dolphins are unbelievable. I do want to mention – Another shout out though, worst win would be my guillotine league squad. <laughs> Getting it done, advancing another week. It was pretty bleak, fellas. I thought I was out. I thought I was out. Josh Allen went into the fourth quarter with like three fancy points, man. And so did Saquon. I had like six points combined from those two. I knew Saquon wasn't going to do anything because the Jet Giants are just terrible and the Bills D is pretty good. But Josh Allen, man, three points. Luckily, they both popped off for about 10 points in the fourth quarter alone, 20 extra points. That got me through. CMC, though, is hurt. He's on my team. Higgins is just terrible, apparently. T. Higgins just sucks now. Um, so, yeah, it, w- it was looking pretty terrible. That's a terrible win by me, but we take them, right? We take them when we can get them. Sorry, I just want to talk that. about the boy who cried wolf here. This is the boy who cried chop. This man be crying all day about him. Yes. There's my one. One opposite jink there, okay? I won't do it again, Spam. The boy who cried chop. That should be your uh, headline. I had today. to. I had to. You get it. You get one one per year. You get three oh, reverse yeah. jinx one per year. Oh, uh, sure. So. Sure you do. Some other terrible stuff, man. I'm just gonna keep focusing on the terrible stuff from this week. The Chiefs, yes, they they won, but that was in consideration for worst win. Um, yeah. You need to win. You need to score more than 19 points against the bad defense. The worst defense in terms of points allowed per game in the NFL this year is the Broncos, and you only scored 19 points against them, the lowest out of any team so far this season. Your division you race, I give them. I give them a little bit of a break. Right, I get that argument. Division game, I mean, sorry. Still, still though. London, yes, the game I think finished fine, but to me, all the international games have been just terrible so far in terms of quality of game. They're just sloppy. They're always sloppy over there. I don't get it. 
You do you disagree? Yeah, I mean, I don't think this game was too sloppy. I just think this game was a uh, uh, two big physical teams playing each other, and just that's the kind of game you uh, get. That's fair. Yeah, that is how it goes sometimes. Ravens, Titans, especially. Right. How about you? Well, do you have any other shout outs from the week? Otherwise, we will jump. CJ Stroud again. Um, and that's a good uh, little uh, segue here for what we're going to talk about next. But this man looks looks real, 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 real good. Might be the first truly good Ohio State quarterback we're looking at. I totally agree. And you're right. That is the perfect segue because now we're going to talk about the NFL wards. Do a little NFL wards tracker. Tell y'all who we think is winning this award or all these awards if the season were to end today. So, Spinny, right now, Pat Mahomes leads the MVP odds at plus 350, Tua plus 500, Josh Allen plus 600. Um, right now, I'm taking Tua, believe it or not. The, we, all, we all know this is a QB award, right? So, it's obviously going to be a QB to win this. But his team's tied for the best record in the NFL, 5-1. He leads the NFL in pass yards. He's tied for touchdowns. He leads the league in QB rate, and he's second in completion percentage. So top two in all the main categories. He's my MVP if the season were done today. couple dark horses for me. I agree. I'm taking to a couple of dark horses for me whose teams could improve, especially if there's an injury to one of these top guys. Trevor Lawrence, my guy from before the year. Still <laughs> taking the Jags to win after win. But also, a division rival of our squad, the Lions quarterback, Jared Goff, definitely is in the top 10. He's tied with Lawrence, plus 1,900 for this award. And I think if the Lions keep winning, it definitely could be something in consideration, which is wild. Jared Goff, very wild career. Really good, then really good team. People Makes thought no he was – well, first crappy. Then good, then crappy again, and people just thought his team was good. Then so crappy, he was added in a deal with multiple first-round picks, quarterback swap for Stafford. Then good again. Then people think he's overrated, and now he's back to good. Crazy, crazy arc for Jared Goff. Plus, um, I want to shout out Bill Simmons. No, actually, it was Ryan Russillo. Sorry. They did. He looked into uh, the QBs and and the, just the history of it, and if there's been any QBs that struggled and then all of a sudden had this resurgence on a different team, and it's it's pretty bleak, man. Uh, history will tell you that when when you're struggling in one place, you're probably going to keep struggling. So the fact that he is uh, bouncing back like this, and even in that conversation, in the top ten conversation for MVP, is uh, historically crazy. So we're not going to count Alex Smith in that conversation because that was the one guy I thought. I kind of related. He fits that mold too. Yeah. Early success with San Francisco. Then they got tired of him, got benched, um, then goes to KC and makes the playoffs multiple years. Yeah. No, he falls under that too. Do you finally agree with me though that CMC is the MVP over Brock Purdy on that team? Because I feel like that's no, what that game showed us. No, I do not. And neither does DraftKings. I know. Uh, I'm Bro- still favorite Brock Purdy, but I'm Purdy plus 1,000, Christian McCaffrey plus 2,400. Um, so no, I don't, I don't agree. No, I'm kidding. I do agree. I think you CMC. Do actually? Oh, oh come on. Okay. Yeah. Purdy. I, and Purdy is allowed to have bad games. He's not supposed to be this perfect quarterback, for but sure, you can definitely sure. see a difference, um, with McCaffrey out and with Debo out. 
when he's not getting and it's not necessarily with Debo even throwing to him that much it's the open looks that Ayuk gets and the other receivers get um with Debo out there and McCaffrey obviously is the main driving factor of the offense so you definitely do see Purdy's limitations come out a little more um with those guys out okay I agree offensive player of the year good segue because CMC is your odds on favorite right now plus 175 Tyreek's plus 300 Jefferson's plus 950 by the way these are straight Vegas odds that I'm reading you not DraftKings or Panduil or anything like that um Jefferson's obviously that's that would just never happen. I'm picking CMC, best player on the best, well, at least going into this week, best team for sure. So uh, I'm taking CMC in this deal with Tyreek as a close second. I'm going to take Tyreek. Uh, of course you are. Yeah. FanDuel odds right now, Tyreek plus 150, Christian McCaffrey plus 230, and then everyone else 1,000 points worse or more than that. So I think it is a two-man race between those two at this point. Yeah. No, I totally agree. DPOI. And now from a two-man race to a three-man race. Exactly. Parsons, Garrett, and Watt. How does FanDuel have it in that order, too? Parsons, 240. Watt, 270. Garrett, 300. Okay. I'm taking Miles Garrett right now. I'm not going to lie. That's going to be my pick this season where to end the day. He has more sacks and QB hits. I know that's not the only thing you base this award off of, but he has more sacks QB hits, which means he's pressuring quarterback, getting out there a little more than Michael Parsons right now. And plus just the factor that the Browns D as a whole just looks absolutely ferocious. So I think that helps out his case as well. Yeah, I'm so. gonna change mine. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Garrett the slight nod to over TJ Watt. I think those two, uh, you can see how they affect their teams more than Parsons right. this year at this point. And uh, I think Watt is actually at the point he might be a little underrated now. So, yeah, I'm I'm going opposite of odds. Garrett Watt Parsons is my order. Okay. Offensive rookie of the year. This is what we were getting at earlier. Uh, it's obviously Stroud. Uh, you you you're picking him too, I imagine. Yeah, at this moment, I think there's still an off chance for Bijan or Bijan, but or Puka, yeah. Um. You know, I just feel like I feel like rookie of the year, at least offense, obviously is kind of like MVP. Where if there's a good quarterback, it's going to go to the quarterback. Um, yeah, I would have to you know look at past winners to see if historically that matches up, but I'm pretty sure that's how how they usually vote it. Defensive rookie of the year. This one I feel like is another obvious one to me. I'm, I'm taking Jalen Carter. He's top ten in the entire league at his position for basically most stats. So yes, I agree. I think. Again, another crafty pick, another amazing draft pick by the Seahawks. I think Devin Witherspoon is creeping a little bit into this. Um, I I think he's creeping a little bit closer to Carter here in this race. But, yeah, right now it's it's definitely Jalen Carter's race to lose. Especially after these last two weeks that Witherspoon has had. He's been going crazy these last two weeks. Comeback player of the year, I will stick to DeMar Hamlin all year. I probably won't change my pick. I do think if Tua were to stay healthy all season, it's gonna it would be Tua as well. Uh, I think those are your, your main two guys in the mix. I don't really see that changing throughout the season. It's probably going to be DeMar. Again, as I've said before the season two, Tua is definitely in the conversation. But if Tua stays healthy the whole year, I think there's a good chance he's MVP. And he's probably going to both those awards. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Coach of the year. Right now, I'm giving it. Who are you picking? One of two options. And now, now you apparently can summon balloons whenever you want yep. on your side of the screen. Summon hearts. hearts. There it and is. And balloons. YouTube exclusive, y'all. Y'all got to really Hearts and balloons, baby. Let's go. That. Yeah. Hearts and balloons. I don't balloons. know how Spinny just summons all these things. On <laughs> this just blows my mind. I'm a magician, baby. Let's go. Uh, so you're saying it's a two-man race. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Two? And I'm picking the opposite of who you're picking, I think. Because I'm picking Dan Campbell. And I'm picking my man, Mike, in Miami. Miami Mike winning. That is your man. Yeah. That is your man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just think – I don't know. I feel like five and one for the Lions, no one really Yeah, that. true. Okay, You're well, right. Always You're gave right. it to the team that, like, really blew out expectations. Like, the Giants, like, Dayball they won it last year. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think there's also a chance that Miami's the one seed in the AFC or the two seed, and I think if that type of stuff happens, who knows? Right. But that's what we're also talking about with the Lions, though, too, because they're true, five true, and one, true, same true. record, same record now as the Eagles and and Forty ers as well. So that's that's freaking crazy to even think about. If you would have told me preseason after six weeks that the Lions would be tied for the one seed right now, I would not believe you. Nope, same. There, there it is, y'all. Those are the awards. That's what we got right now for the season we're done today. It's definitely something to keep following. But as Spinny was saying, it's pretty much a two- or three-man race in most of these uh, awards. And you can kind of expect these guys to be in it till then, health permitting. Well, and obviously, yeah, I was just going to say, obviously there probably is an injury here um, to come. Before we get moved on, I just wanted to ask you a couple prop bet questions. Let's Who do you think the best odds to lead the league in passing touchdowns? FanDuel's right use here. Best odds. Yep. I'll just stick with Tua, but I'm assuming – I feel like if you're asking me this, it's it's got to be something. It is Josh Earth? Allen. It is Josh Allen plus 300. And then second is tied between Pat Mahomes and Kirk Cousins plus 450. Tua is plus 600. Four. Kirk is killing it in the, in the stats right now, dude. <laughs> He's up there. In both yards and touchdowns. How about receiving yards? Receiving yards. There's, dude, this is, a, that's just wrong if Tyreek's not one. That's just Tyreek, wrong. Tyreek is one, definitely. Um, best regular season record. This one might be, get interesting now, especially, mm-hmm. wonder if that's adjusted from, adjusted today. Following it what is, we saw adjusted it today. Is. It is, okay. Best record. I think I'm still sticking to the Niners. Niners still one plus two sixty. Okay. Chiefs two plus three ten. Eagles three plus six hundred. Miami four plus six fifty. And the Lions fifth plus seven fifty. Then it, it over doubles for the next team after that. So power rankings, Lions are literally a top five team right now, aren't they? According to uh they're Draft one of the five, totals, five and yeah. one teams, so yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> That's unreal. Unreal. How about rushing yards? You see a rushing yards one? I want to try to think of that. No, nope. there was no okay. rushing yards one. Sorry. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Now we're done with week six. Goodbye. See you later. Time for me to clean up again on bus in week seven.
Clean up, man. You did not clean up on me this past week. Neither of us did, actually. Not going to lie. We're still tied. <laughs> we stay tied. We're 9-5 and five this week, both of us, heading into tonight's matchup, Chargers versus Cowboys, and we both took the Chargers. So we will stay tied. That was a terrible no decision by us. We will stay tied no matter what. Spinny, though, I, I'm telling you, man, we're killing it so far. We are 39-21. and 21. That's pretty Not damn bad. good, I feel like. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. All right, here we go. Week seven, pick them. Thursday night football, we got the Jaguars visiting the Saints. Saints, three-point favorites. I'm taking your road, Jaguars. I'm imagining that's what you're taking as well. You're going to make me pick against my squad, aren't you? You're not picking the Saints. Just, like, you can dip for somewhere else, man. I know this is your squad. You're going to be picking This is my them. squad, and I want to root for them, but I I just got to gotta go for the, the comeback against you with the home team favored. I'm going to take the Saints at home. It's wild that you said that, man. I hope the Jags just kill them so I can rub Me too. Face. Me too. Browns visiting the Colts. Browns. Two-point favorites. This is tough for me. I don't know what the hell is going on with Deshaun Watson. Apparently, he was medically cleared two weeks ago, and he still hasn't played the last two games. So, I don't know what is going on in Cleveland in terms of that. I'm still going to take them because, as we just saw, they're capable of beating even good teams without Deshaun Watson just because of that defense. Um, I think that defense is going to give Gardner Minshew a lot, a lot of trouble next week. So, I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns. I don't want to see Minshew against that D. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Bills at Patriots. Bills, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the Bills. The Pats have just looked too atrocious to me. Yeah, Pats are considered one of the worst teams in the league. I think this could be an upset considering it's at Fox, bro, but I'm going to take the Bills. Yeah, that uh, that plus eight-and-a-half for the, the Pats could maybe be a little sneaky after what we saw yeah. the, the Bills do against the Giants this week. So, Commanders at Giants, divisional matchup here. Washington, two-point favorites on the road. I'm taking the Giants. They ride the ship. They get their second one of the season. Commanders, Sam Howell with trust. Let's get it. I hope you're right, actually. Lions at Ravens. This will be a great game. Uh, Pick against my boys, man. Pick against them. Let's go. Uh, pick them. Uh, Come on. Pick the, pick the Lions. Favorites for pick the, Ravens. the Lions. I dare you to pick the Lions. This is Pick where up. the Lions' streak ends. The Ravens. Oh, come win. on. I'm taking the home team here. The Ravens getting the dub. Taking the Ravens. They're my squad. Come on. Well, you need to pick a squad also, damn it. You can't have the Jags and the Ravens as two uh, AFC teams. Come on. At least pick true. one from each. Yeah, well, you're right. Well, the Vikings obviously for NFC, so that doesn't really count. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you have two AFC teams. That's fine. That actually makes sense. Just for, just for my takes this year. All right, well, I already know what you're saying for this one. The Raiders at the Bears. Raiders three-point favorites. Go ahead and say it. The Raiders <laughs> for the win. Like we said, we're living and dying by the silver and black this year. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I, I'm taking the two. I'm taking the <laughs> two. Get this, though. These, du- these dudes will be four and three if they win this. Four and three of the Raiders. Little scared, Uh-oh. obviously, with no Jimmy G, probably at least this week. Right. Um, talk that his back injury. Boyer, I think they're rolling out. Yeah. yeah. Talk that his back injuries aren't as bad. 
as they thought. So it could only be a week or two type situation, which is good for them. But yeah, Brian Hoyer, definitely not ideal looks for futures. Falcons at Bucks. Bucks two and a half point favorites at home. They lost half a point. That's a little interesting. I'm taking Bucks though. I think they they bounce back after their loss this week. They were at home this week against the Lions. They got obliterated. They only put up six points. I think they're going to bounce back having two home games in a row. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Bucks as well. I think Baker is slightly grittier than Desmond Ritter. I think they're both on the skill level. Uh, range the same, but I'm going to take Baker's grit. What I think the teams are equal. Man. What quarterbacks are we freaking watching this week, by the way? We have Brian Hoyer versus I don't can't even pronounce his name, whatever the backup to Justin Fields is, most likely because Fields apparently can't grip a ball right now. You got those quarterbacks, like, holy moly, you look around the league, man, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks this year. There really is. Going into the next matchup, Kenny Pickett travels, and the Steelers travel to L.A. to face the Rams. Three-point favorites for the Rams. I'll let you pick this one first. I hate the Steelers this year, so I'm going to pick the Rams, even though there'll be more terrible towels in that stadium than Rams fans, but I'm going to pick the Rams. Damn it. I thought you were going to pick the Steelers. I'm totally with you, man. They they look gross this year. They're going to win nine games, though. They are. They are. They, They're going to find sneak a way. it out. Oh, Ugly as no. crap, but I just I don't like them. Cardinals, Seahawks. I'm taking Seahawks. Eight-point favorites at home. Uh, that's such a tough place to play. No way Josh Dobbs can get that done. I, at least I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. I think the Seahawks are actually pretty good, too. Yeah, I agree. Four and two, they could be. Speaking of another team, though, that could be four and three with a winning record be the Rams. A lot of people wrote them off to start the season, too. Packers visiting the Broncos. Packers one-point favorites on the road. This one's really tough, actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Packers. Um I do not feel confident in that whatsoever. I don't trust Jordan Love a mile high. We're gonna take the right. Broncos and my boy Dangerous getting the dub. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Chargers at the Chiefs. Another good one here. Divisional matchup. Chiefs five and a half point favorites. Uh, I I kind of reamed the Chiefs a little earlier for not looking too good this oh, week. Yeah. Not, looking, not looking good on offense, actually, really, yeah. all season yeah. for that. Matter. Yeah. Uh-huh. That being said, I'm still taking the Chiefs at home, man, in Arrowhead. I don't know if Justin Herbert can go beat Pat Mahomes. Herbert's been balling out, though. I'll give him that. I will give that. Are you taking Chiefs the Chiefs? Over Chargers. Chiefs over yeah. Chargers. Too easy. Game of the week this week, Sunday night football. We got the Dolphins visiting the Eagles. This is about to be a really lit game. Eagles you get to pick one, this one first, though. Eagles one and a half point favorites at home. I am taking the Dolphins 100%. The Eagles, then. Eagles are winning. Did you have to change that pick? I feel like you were taking. You're actually taking the Eagles, no matter what. Wow. Wow. I don't know, man. They just look – all six games, they have not looked good. They've had You're all right. wins. You're right. This is their first dominant win. I think the Eagles are going to make this an ugly game. And I think if it is That's an fair. ugly game and it's not a track meet, I think the Eagles have the best chance to win. They're going to slow it down. They're going to run the ball a lot. 
They're going to use their offensive line to dominate time of possession. That's how they get it done. I think that's the yeah, formula to beat Miami. Right. I mean, I don't think I'm speaking any too hot takes right. saying that, but I think that no, that's yeah. the obvious formula. Yeah, you're right. Fletcher Cox did return this week for the Eagles, so that's big for them. But something to watch and monitor for that game would be Jalen Carter. He didn't play this week. Um, that's obviously big if if he's not able to go again. Here we go, man. We got to play on Monday night football against the 49ers who are coming off a loss. This is really scary to be seven-point underdogs at home are your two and four Vikings. I'm obviously taking the Niners in this game, even though I will clearly be rooting for the – do it, do it, do it, do it then. Do it then. I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings in the pod, baby. I just – McCaffrey out. I don't know if that's for sure thing, but there's a chance of both of those things. I think without those two people and Purdy, we can make some stuff happen. The defense is going to be hard. It's going to if the Vikes are going to win, it's going to be this nineteen to fourteen or seven yeah. fourteen to twelve type baloney. Um, and we just do enough to get it done. Uh, you know how the Vikings are. It's going to be a six point game. It's going to be a four or a four to six point game. And it's going to come down to the very end. One of the teams is going to have a shot to win. And I just think without their weapons and at home, we have a chance. So I had to go with it. Let's go. Spinny actually picking a Minnesota team in a game they're clearly not favored in. This is this blows my mind. I don't think you've ever done that, ever. No. On this no. or on the Al Travis show. I have not, but I just – I actually believe in it a little bit. Yeah. No, those those are fair reasons. So there it is, y'all. Those are our week seven picks. We'll we'll see if Spinny can finally take the lead. It's been close two weeks in a row being tied, man. Someone someone's got to take the lead, please. It's gonna be bad. Niners favored by seven at Minnesota. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wild, yeah. Wild. Spinny, I do have Q and A for you, my guy. Actually, a little too harder. Let's start with the the quickest part. Record prediction for your Minnesota Timberwolves. Give it to me. 82 games. 49 and 33. 49 and 33, huh? Yep. I love it. Our, we are at 44 and a half. So you're smashing over. Yeah, I think it's going to be over 40, 43 and a half. That's an over smash. Four, I feel 44 like. and a half. 44 and a half. 45. 45, huh? You need to win 45 games. 45 and 37. I What What was our record last year? It couldn't have been too much worse than 45 and 37. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the Wolves are going to be better this year. Ant's going to be better. We're going to get more games out of Carl Anthony Towns, I think, for sure. And as long as there's health um, throughout the organization, I don't think that's too crazy for us to be close to the 50-game win range. We won. Last year, we won 42 games. 42 and 40. Oof. All right, I'm going to back it up a little bit then. We're going to go 47 and 35. 47 and 35. That is my final record prediction. 47 and 35. Damn it, you literally stole mine. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) do. Like you said, though, I think uh, you, you would imagine Cats playing more than like 20 games or whatever he played in the regular season last year, which would obviously drop our wins up a little bit. Fun fact, though, 
45 plus wins in the Western Conference. Only four teams did that last year. Suns, Kings, Grizzlies, Nuggets, only four teams with 45 or more wins. Crazy. Although I do wild. think the West is a little worse than it was last year. I agree. I do agree. By the way, Hardest Hardos, this is a little I'm throwing these QA's out here because this is a little preview for our NBA preview, which we will be doing next week. Because the NBA is finally back next week. Let's go. I'm so excited for the season. Timberwolves winning it all. No, no reaction from you from that? I just that's so they might that as is well a hot say, take, right? Which yeah. is my second question. Give me a hot take for the NBA season, Benny. Literally about whatever you want. Give me something. San Antonio Spurs are making the playoffs. My hot take. What? The Spurs are making the playoffs no. this making year. Making the play-in or actually one of the eight teams? Making – they'll be the eight seed. They will make the play-in and they will win. The You're Spurs will be up. in the offs. You're backing this up. Next week, you will have them on the on your predictions. Is what you're saying? I will have actually, them in the yeah. off. Just making sure you're not blowing smoke right now. I might wow, be. So. You have to tune in next week to find out. Though. Oh, okay, okay. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So you you're buying the Wemby hype, huh? From this preseason, I am. Bro, he's I'm a, a buyer. Fan. He's. I just don't. I just don't get how someone can do that. The the. Bring the ball up the court, full speed, coming off a pick and roll, hit, hitting his dude with an in and out between the legs, taking one dribble, step back midi. That play, he looked so freaking smooth and it reminded me of Kevin Durant. It was scary, but he's 7'5". He looked like Kevin Durant on that play. Yeah. That was the only person I've ever seen like resemble that type of move before. Yeah, And then on top yeah. of that, he can dunk from outside the charge circle Apparently, on Thomas Pride's head. A standing dunk, too. Like a standing yeah. dunk for those that didn't see the and this is And this is like – Thomas Bryant's like probably 10 to 15th best center. And, like, we're talking about a real center, not some Joe Blow backup. Like, Thomas Bryant's actually a solid NBA center, I feel like. Yeah. I'd say he's mid-tier, that 15th yeah. range. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's wild, man. That's actually kind of I'm I'm going to I'm throwing two hot takes at you. Is that okay? No, it's not. Sorry, pick one. Really? The only one <laughs> no, share them both. Come on. Victor Wembanyama is your defensive player of the year this year. That's pretty hot. I think some some crazy defensive performance and at least or an offensive too for that matter needs to happen for them to make the playoffs like you said. Yep. Agreed. So I just don't I can't picture how he doesn't average at least three blocks a game. And I feel like if you are averaging that many blocks, you're almost guaranteed to be in the top three for sure, top five discussion. So I just I just feel like he's almost by default in the discussion already because I just can't picture him averaging less than three blocks a game. I mean we saw um What's his face? Why am I drawing a blank? Walker Kessler. Brooke Lopez. Oh, Walker Kessler. I'm talking about Walker Kessler as a rookie average over two blocks a game. He's sitting at about 2.2, 2.3. And this guy's longer, taller, has probably better instinct for the ball, even though Kessler is obviously an elite shot blocker. I, I just don't get it. I mean, he's averaging three blocks a game. Like a pretty, pretty guaranteed that's going to happen. And then you average three another. blocks. That's wild if that actually happens. That is wild. That's, that's a nutty. Too, let alone. 
and then you add in a steal, steal and a half over four stocks a game, you're going to be in contention. You are. So that's one hot take. Another climber here. This is a playoff one. OKC will be a top four seed in the West this year. Fourth seed, I'm going to get them at. The Thunder, baby. I'm not kidding you. You're wild. That's like that's like the hottest of the hot. That's you might as well be taking taking a bath down with old old Satan down there. That's how hot that one is. So here's the thing. They made the play in last year, right? Yeah. They're ready in this conversation. They didn't have a center on their roster. They have Chet Holmgren now. I expect him to be a stud. I really do. So I'm putting a lot of faith into Chet Holmgren. I understand this. And he needs to stay healthy. So you're right. It is a hot take. But you're adding that elite player plus the plethora of picks they have. If they are in the mix, they will be buyers at the deadline this year. And they'll be adding another piece or two. Maybe not nothing, not big, crazy names or anything, but valuable pieces to their rotation nonetheless. And I don't know. I'm just getting this year King vibes from the Thunder. All right. I can respect it. I think the Kings have a chance, better chance to be a top four seed. There's so the much There's so much parity in the West. There that, is. Like, as we saw, with one or two extra wins, you could go from the eight seed to the four seed. So it is bold, but I, I think it's doable for Shai Gilgis, first team All-NBA last year. You got another year of Giddy and Jalen Williams. Like I said, Chet's in the mix. If they're buyers, that's the biggest thing. I think they're too young to get to the top four uh, unless they become buyers at the trade deadline. And the other thing, too, is I just think they're a regular season team. They go hard. They actually care. They try. You know what I'm saying? They're going to go hard all 82 games. They're not, like, going to just coast like the damn Clippers do. True. <laughs> what do you exactly. think about Clippers getting hardened? You think that's going to finally happen? I think, I mean – Harden has said, I don't know if he'll actually play in games, but I don't know. He's showing up to practice and stuff, and he said he'll play. But it's yeah. just hard. How hard is he going to play, though? Exactly. And it's hard to imagine them not moving him in the next yeah. week or so, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, or as soon as possible. Like, I mean. I'm There's no way what... he spends the whole year on the team, right? I just don't see that happening. No, that that for sure won't happen. It's going to be what Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, and and a pick or two or something would be the offer. Yeah, which hasn't been a, a, according to reports, the offer has been one first round pick, one pick swap, and expiring contracts. Yeah, so, Powell's Powell's is, expiring. Yeah. I know, so I'm assuming he's okay. one of them. Yeah, but Batum or. Uh, Morris, I bet they threw yep. one of their forwards. They're expiring too as well. Uh, I did see the holdup a lot of the times. It's Terrence Mann. The Clippers did not want to include Terrence Mann in that deal. Obviously. Kind of blows my mind on it either. But they want James Harden. Why? I think he thinks he doesn't. Well. This man leads, <laughs> leads the league in uh, trade requests, bro, in history. True, but this is this is a different situation because it's more of a one year deal. Like we just want to get three stars in one. That place. is true. He is he is an expiring deal as well. That is. Yeah. I forgot that he opted in. So that's a good. So point. that's why that's more of an opening, I think. All right, y'all. That was the Luka Doncic episode. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Sorry, we took a a long layoff, two week layoff for y'all, but 
we back. We back at it. And we got another one coming later this week. It's going to be real special, y'all. Make sure you tune up for that. Spain is just summoning things once again. Classic. <laughs> yeah. The balloons for the two episodes in the week. And the hearts for the love to the hardies and hardos. Hug your friends and family. And get out of here. Bus just isn't cool enough to summon anything. Sorry, not sorry. Peace out, y'all.